0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Believes the high set, here comes the pitch, breaking ball, strike three, call! The Rangers are going to the World Series!
1: You are locked on the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patter for the Dallas Morning News, joined today by a special guest, my good buddy Tim Beamer. Tim is a writer at the MFFLs and longtime baseball fan, very knowledgeable dude, and good Twitter follow. How you doing, Tim?
0: I'm doing all right. I am back in Texas. I live in LA. I'm back in Texas being quarantined for the time being, but it's good to be back home and it's good to be driving by Globe Life Field, even though we don't get to go in.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like looking at it is like kinda helpful. I don't know. I I had a thought about like maybe going to one of those like drive in concerts or movies, whatever the heck they're doing there. It sounds interesting and I'm glad they're like trying something, but I don't know. It, just,
0: it feels like the most Rangers thing ever that you open a new ballpark in a year that a global pandemic shuts it down and doesn't allow you to play games.
1: Right? Like, God, it's just such their luck. Oh, my gosh.
0: And I, I kind of think it's funny because I'm a big... I was always a big during this whole process. Like, why did you have to close the ballpark down? I yeah. loved that. Play- I loved... I loved the temple.
1: Gosh, it was so amazing. Like I have so many memories. The first professional game that I ever got a credential to, I mean, outside of the Rough Riders, but I don't, I don't count those like, like big time, big time, real big game. Yeah. Like all of those like first world series game memories, like game, uh, game six of the ALCS in 2010, striking out era. Like there's just so many classic moments there. And, It felt premature. Like, I get it. I do get it. I'm not going to moan too much more. I mean, I probably will because I got to talk about something until baseball comes back in America. But, (laughs) but you know, it's fine. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have that much more to say. I've bitched about it quite a bit. But, you know. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's weird, especially for
0: people around our age because, like, that's the place you grew up with. And if that place is actually outdated you start thinking well shit am i outdated
1: yeah it's like am i old
0: yeah i guess i'm old now we're like the we're kind of the same age as the ballpark so yeah Yeah, yeah, exactly i'm
1: i'm exactly it was 94 and i'm born in 94 so it's like wow i guess 26 that's all i got and someone's gonna close me down and, and build a new model
0: i was born in 88 but we moved to the metroplex around it was january of 95 so that's the first ballpark I ever went to was the ballpark in Arlington. Man. And, yeah, call, call it Globe Life, whatever you want. To me, it's, it's always the ballpark. The ballpark. It, yeah.
1: That's just what it is. Oh, gosh. I mean, Globe Life is so boring, it's, like, non-invasive. But, like, I think the worst one was AmeriQuest Field for me. Like, it's just...
0: Oh, when they had that big bell in the oh, outfield. My, it that was
1: they would so ring. tacky. It was so tacky. You know, I always wonder, like where is someone's got that bell in like a garage or like hanging out somewhere in storage. Like I want to know where it is.
0: We should, I don't that know. that'll be a deep dive. I'm pretty sure I'll go on Reddit later. They should have the answer.
1: I bet they will. Or Levi Weavers would do some big spread about it. <laughs> yeah, be very that, him.
0: That bell is now a uh, instrument in the new Levi Weaver bands. <laughs>
1: My God, that would be scary on brand. Um, but we actually had a, a topic today um a topic today that we should talk about because it's been it's the four was the four year this past week, the four year anniversary of the greatest moment of Rugnido's career the AKA, last time Ru-
0: the last time Ruby got a hit
1: oh, so sad, yeah, the time that Ruguenodor punched Jose Bautista right in his face, gosh. I can't believe it's been four years. Like it feels like, it feels like just yesterday. Honestly, like it feels so so soon. Like, does it really? Has it really been four years? Are we just like making this up, or, or did this really happen? Oh my god, do I have the wrong box for pulled up again? I swear, I think I do.
0: So I pulled up the YouTube clip to watch while we record, and it's. (laughs) So, does it feel like it's been four years to me? Yes. I've lived in three different states since that happened. So, feels like it's been a while, but at the same time, just that whole, the whole saga that the Rangers and the Blue Jays went through is so fresh in my mind. And maybe it's because it's the last time we actually made the playoffs and they knocked us out both times, but man, I still get nightmares about walk, having to walk into the Rogers Center and the environment that that was and that whole was it top of the eighth seventh inning where the Russell Martin throws it into the knob of since you choose bat. And then Elvis in the bottom of the inning has like three straight errors. And just, man, you talk about nightmare fuel, man, you could, you could say Yankee stadium, Fenway park, any park in the league, probably more intimidating, but there's something about that damn park.
1: The Rogers center. that just gives me the beer throwing and all of that nonsense. the racial I'm
0: pretty sure someone hit hit a baby with a Molson
1: gosh the heck Canada get your crap together
0: (laughs) you invented hockey great But that's what every time I run into a Toronto fan on Twitter I'm like yeah well you might have beat us in the playoffs but in your sport when's the last time the Maple
1: Leafs won a Stanley Cup exactly Mm, that hurts worse I hope it does, but now they have the whole Raptors thing, but um, yeah, so this was Sunday, May 15th, um, started at 2 p.m., 41,000 in attendance, gosh, a three and a half hour game, it was, the Rangers ended up winning 7-6, to which, you know, total cherry on top of the whole thing, and the pitchers, like, the pitch in this, like, on both sides is just, man, like, I'm going to let you guess who you think the starting pitcher was for the Rangers. I promise you, unless you're looking it up, it's going to be a real random guess. I don't even remember this guy pitching that much for the Rangers.
0: AJ Griffin.
1: No, I, I think he was, was, I think he was on that team. Um, he was, cause but, I'm,
0: I'm looking, I'm looking in the dog pile right now and I see AJ Griffin's slow blonde hair. So that's, that's why I guessed it.
1: Nope. Cesar Ramos. Four and a third innings, seven hits, one earned run. That was that year that he was like randomly really pretty good for the Rangers. Um, I feel like we've had a bunch of those. Actually, gosh, looking at his stat there was like a a month where he was pretty good. Um, Overall in the year, his numbers were not great. God, he had a 6.04 ERA in 47 innings. I remember there were like two starts where he had like, like he did like really, really well that I remember. This apparently wasn't really one of them. It was just like the, those like a, such a random hodgepodge of like starting pitchers that season for the Rangers. We had Andrew Faulkner pitch for two thirds of an inning back when Tom Wilhelmson was there. Gosh, he was so bad for like however long and then like immediately went back to the Mariners and was like fantastic. That whole thing. I'm still a little sketched yeah. out about.
0: I remember that. It was, it was so terrible. Yeah. I, how did we make the playoffs that year? Cause the pitching that year was just. Almost, it seemed like, it felt like every day was a bullpen day.
1: Like, it almost was. Honestly, it almost was. Yeah. Gosh. Um, was, did did A.J. did AJ Griffin get to be, like, the number two for that team at some point? Um, I think there was a decent chunk think, where he did.
0: I feel like he ended up being one of the more reliable guys, which is crazy if you're, depending on A.J. Griffin in 2016, and then you make the playoffs.
1: Let's see, there was, yeah, it was Cole Hamels that, like, just was a hoss that year. Um, they got a second half of you Darvish, or was that the year that he got the Tommy, I can't remember. I think that was when he was coming back, because um, you Darvish, yeah, it was, like, 2015, um, he missed. And that's why it was so surprising that they got swept in 2016, because they had freaking you Darvish and Cole Hamels. But it was Cole Martin Hamels. Perez, A.J. Griffin, Colby Lewis, Derek Holland as the main starters that season. Uh, with a little bit of Cesar Ramos, Nick Martinez thrown in there. Just Nick, Nick
0: Martinez. That's the name I was trying to think of. Okay.
1: Oh, goodness. And that was when <laughs> Chichi Gonzalez was, was doing things. Gosh, I'm glad he's bounced back. He's, he played a little bit in the major leagues last season for, um, for Colorado and did okay. Um, I mean, not great. He started 12 games, pitched in 14 with a 529 ERA in 63 innings, which like, it, it's fine. It's fine, it's Colorado, but oh,
0: and you know, speaking of former Rangers prospects, we should mention that the guy batting in the guy that was at the plate that hit into the potential double play that set this whole thing off, Justin Smoke.
1: Justin Smoke. What a guy. Yeah. So in case you don't remember exactly what went down, we had just been reliving um, that fun stuff. So it was a Sunday game, It was the last game of the series um, at home. Um, I think they had like just played at Toronto not too much before. So they waited until the last game, which it, it kinda did feel a little cowardly, honestly, just a little bit. Um and on what was supposed to probably gonna be Jose Bautista's last um appearance, he just got absolutely drilled by a Matt Bush fastball, which is a very fast fastball. Like man, that guy came onto the scene and like was so effective for like a very short time and then all yeah. those <laughs> derailed him, but like Man, I like, on that team, I could not think of a different person that would, like, hurt more to get plunked by their fastball than Matt Bush. And- Pretty
0: much. And, and and this is a one-run game in the eighth inning. This was not an accidental fastball. This was Matt Bush saying, getting up there and saying, okay, F you, I'm going to hit you.
1: <laughs> that, no,
0: there was no chance that was an accident.
1: Absolutely not. But um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk – go through exactly the specifics and relive all that fun stuff. But first I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about built bar. Built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It is absolutely delicious. They're tasty. It's a protein bar. that tastes like a candy bar. There's 16 flavors. Half of those are chocolate and nut. Half of those are chocolate and nut free. The bars are covered in a hundred percent chocolate. They're soft and so easy to chew. It's great for the health conscious guy trying to lose or maintain weight um, while still like indulging on something that tastes absolutely delicious. So, for our listeners, go to builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on, all one word, and you'll get ten dollars off your first order. Use promo code locked on for ten dollars off at builtbar.com. If you're like me and you're up super late often and need someone to come bring you something, anything, food, um, you name, usually food. Um, Postmates is something that you absolutely need. From early morning breakfast to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, sometimes you just need it delivered fast, and that's where Postmates is there for you. Um, If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's honestly why I love Postmates. Um, They deliver from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. They don't just deliver burgers and sushi. They make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery to. store stores, clothing stores, honestly, like whatever you need, they have it. Just download Postmates for iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners one hundred dollars of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code locked on. That's code locked on for one hundred dollars free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days. When you download the Postmates app, anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate. It. So Matt Bush drills Jose Bautista. What was in the hip and the back spine? I can't remember exactly where it was. I feel like it was in like the ribs.
0: Yeah, it was, it was in the midsection. Um, so yeah, it wasn't one of those where like, I'm going at your head, but it was, it was absolutely to prove a point. Mm-hmm. And I it's... see, I don't, th- I don't think Jeff Bannister knew he was going to do that. Cause if you're going to, if it's the manager's decision to intentionally throw at a guy, you'd probably put a, you know, back at the bullpen guy in there at the time. Matt Bush was your dependable eighth-inning setup guy.
1: Yeah, so. he was fantastic at that point, and I think he had pitched like an inning and a third. Uh, I'm pretty sure he got... Did he get immediately ejected from that game?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's out because it's uh, Deakman. Deakman's throwing now. I'm rewatching yeah. the video.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deakman throws two-thirds of an inning, and then Sam Dyson closed it out with a save. Gosh. Yeah, at that point, uh, Matt Bush had a zero ERA. A zero era at that point gosh and by the way
0: sam dyson closes it out with a save after he gets his ass kicked at the bottom of this pile during this fight
1: <laughs> he just got absolutely roasted so um i don't remember. I think it exactly. was
0: russell martin maybe but yeah
1: that sounds right yeah russell martin was in the middle of it and i'm pretty sure he got like zero suspension for it like there was an alarmingly like high ratio of like like Rook Notado absolutely deserved to get the worst of it, like that's fine. I still think eight games was too many, um, which it ended up being I think it started as like ten, but
0: um oh, yeah, they appealed it down,
1: yeah, um, but still, like there was a lot of guys that were like right in the middle of it that got suspensions, and guys that were very clearly trying to like calm everything down like uh, and like Prince fielder got um ejected and suspended i don't remember exactly what he did he was not doing well that season i think that was his last year kind of forgot that he was still on that team gosh man yes, he's oh, and, kind, he's kind of there. in the
0: middle of everything yeah Ian desmond's there <clears throat> good one of the most amazing things about rewatching watching this whole brawl is the amount of respect everyone has for adrian beltray
1: <laughs> like it's it's, it's been said, but, like, who can go onto the other team, like, hold back somebody else on the other team, and that person's just like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and Yeah, I'm he's this. Yeah, he's, he's basically carrying
0: Jose Bautista back to the Blue Jays bench, or the dugout, and finally he meets up with Ryan Goins, and they're just like, all right, all right, Adrian, because, I mean... <laughs> Probably the nicest guy you'll ever meet, but probably the last guy you ever want to piss off. Because oh my god, right? I I could imagine if Adrian Beltray snapped. I could imagine how bad that would go for anyone around him.
1: <laughs> yeah, just carrying Jose Bautista's lifeless yeah. corpse all the way back yeah. to the bench. Like you're done, buddy. You're that's it. He ended you. Like you're done, so. Doesn't matter he's, what you do for he's... the rest of your life. He just he got you as good as anyone can get you.
0: He's whispering into Batista's ear, and I bet he's just saying, "Touch my head, I dare you, I
1: dare you. <laughs> Touch my head, and I'll hit you harder than Ruggie just did." Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, Which, yeah. You know, you weird know that, thing. You know who got saddled Somewhat... with the loss with that for that game? It's a current Ranger reliever. Current who? Kyle Gibson. Jesse no. reliever.
0: Jesse Chavez.
1: Uh-huh. Jesse Chavez pitched a third of an inning, gave up one run, and got saddled with the loss. Even though Aaron Sanchez gave up six earned runs. I'm actually pretty sure that, that some of those earned runs were on Jesse Chavez because he came in and like gave up uh some runs with the guys who were on base, but you know, still. <laughs>
0: and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Aaron Sanchez was actually pretty good that year too.
1: Yeah, um, at that point, he had a 323 ERA. Um, Yeah, Jesse Chavez had a 270 ERA at that point. Gosh, and Roberto Ozuna. Man, ugh. There were two really, like, Sam Dyson in his heyday, and the fact that they got him for chump change, like, it's still one of JD's, like, low-key, one of his best moves. Like, Sam Dyson was an amazing closer for, like, basically two years. He fell apart, but, like, he got him for, like, a guy who was a not-good defensive catcher, um... God, I can't remember his name. I think he still might be in Miami where they traded him, too. Um, but he was a switch hitting catcher who, like, didn't have much power, just kind of made contact and was, like, below average defensively. So, like, just serviceable backup catcher, maybe third catcher, honestly. And they got a guy who was the closer on uh, two playoff teams, which, man, if you can do that, that's pretty that's pretty impressive. Gosh.
0: These yeah, were some- that was a- that was Good a great thing. move. I, I don't know if this is going to be divisive amongst your listeners, since I'm a guest here,
1: but Go I'll for just it say it. Fire off the tape.
0: I'm a big pro-JD guy, even though I did just order a Nolan Ryan jersey off Fanatics.
1: Oh, I don't, um, think, I don't think that's divisive to say at this point.
0: Yeah, I still think JD can get this done in the current years we're in. Honestly, like... Just, if you look at the previous 50, However many years of Rangers baseball Before JD took over Versus what we're experiencing now The only reason we have expectations Is because JD has done such a great job
1: Yeah, it's true And there's nobody that I would trust to rebuild um, Than JD Because I mean, look what, look at what he did in From like, I think he took over in 2007 And then by like 2009 They basically had like a young core And that would end up being Like the core that would propel them to two World Series, which is phenomenal yeah. like what a short rebuild and he I mean he jD did it.
0: jD JD did so good that the San Diego Padres were like, you know what I like that let's hire AJ Preller.
1: <laughs> yeah and then the twins also hired um gosh, what's his name? I can't think of his name um, God. Dad Levine Dad Levine yeah, yeah, yeah that's who it was yeah. Picking off his his disciples, his proteges left and right because they're doing some good things, and you know Isn't, the Padres are doing gonna, some good things too.
0: This is going to end up looking like the uh, Belichick coaching tree here soon,
1: right? Honestly, it's pretty it's pretty impressive. Or the Saban coaching tree in college football. How many of his assistants ended up with with uh, head coaching jobs in the SEC, and he still is undefeated against all of them. Which you know, this is not a Nick Saban podcast because if it was, then. I think most of the Rangers fans probably tune out honestly.
0: Oh yeah, you're like a somewhat Alabama fan, right?
1: Oh, I I am an Alabama fan. My my freshman and sophomore years at the the great state of Alabama, a lot of fun, but it will Both, always pale in my comparison to my love of the Rangers.
0: Y'all have been really good for about the past decade and I respect it, just know that the 1995 Nebraska Cornhuskers would have kicked the living butt out of any Alabama team that's ever existed.
1: Okay. 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 We'll we'll talk about that off. Yeah.
0: We'll talk later.
1: (laughs) All right. That seems like a pretty good place to end uh, part one of this episode. We'll be back with part two, talking a little bit about uh, what the 2020 season might look like. um, And uh, maybe a little bit more about uh, Rougnet Odor and the things that have happened to him since the punch. But thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Thank you, Tim, for, for being a guest on here. Uh, Make sure you're listening, subscribing and and staying safe out there guys. Y'all take care.